0: This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Easel from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Easolt.
1: Hello and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Easelt. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 480-284-6393 or visit us online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. While at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, when it comes to preparing for retirement, the marketing materials we're all bombarded with on a daily basis is almost always depicting a life of complete leisure and relaxation, travel, reading a mystery novel while lying in a hammock, cannonballs into the pool with grandkids. You know the kinds of ads I'm talking about. But an increasing number of the folks I work with are telling me that they're interested in slowing down their career, but not giving it up entirely. In some cases, it's because they want the income, and in other cases, it's simply because they're in good health and are worried that a full retirement may leave them bored and restless. During today's show, we're going to highlight some of the ways you may be able to slow down a bit once you hit retirement age, without completely leaving the world of work. But before we get into today's topic, let me introduce my co-host, as always, Tony Shore, who I hope isn't planning to transition away from our show anytime soon.
0: Ah, no, you know, you're stuck with me, Aaron. (laughs)
1: Not going anywhere, I hope.
0: I I could never give up on our great chats. You always have so much great advice, and I always learn something. So, uh, no, as long as my voice holds out, I'm going to keep doing this for a long, long time, well into retirement. And I think you've got an intriguing topic today, speaking of that. I mean, you know, I I think the idea of a semi-retirement, it seems to be more and more common. More and more people are doing that, working part-time in retirement. And I think longevity uh, has a lot to do with it. I mean, health and and vitality. Uh, I mean, compared to my grandparents or great-grandparents' generation, it seems like a lot of today's Uh, 60 or 70-somethings are headed into retirement with more energy and excitement, and therefore, uh, they can work longer or want to.
1: Well, I couldn't agree with you more on that, Tony. An investment article, Investopedia, I should say, article, The Rise of the Semi-Retired Life, has some really great and useful tips. Uh, As the article notes, the decision to move forward with a semi rather than full retirement often comes down to dollars and cents particularly for people whose only source of reliable income is social security. But again, it's often about more than money. The article references a Pew Charitable Trust study that explains 31% of retired women and 40% of retired men said they work part-time simply because they want to. As life expectancies have gone up, it's nudged many people to change how they think about retirement. For some, the idea of retire- retiring at 65 and then living another 20 to 25 years with much less to do every day is simply unappealing.
0: Well, yeah, and that's uh, that really hits home for me personally Aaron, because you know, uh, like like a lot of people I, I can't wait to retire, a lot of folks out there can't wait to retire because they're burned out at their job sure. or they're looking yeah. for a break, but but like for myself uh, a lot of people enjoy their work and find purpose in it and not only that a lot of people enjoy the social aspect of it, and that I really like that. And you know, engage with uh, coworkers and love hanging out with you here on the show each week. So, I, I think once people are retired, a lot of them are going to find fewer opportunities for socialization, and that's a big key.
1: Yeah, Tony, I think you nailed it. Let me throw out another illuminating stat from the article. According to an older Americans in the workforce survey. of respondents said that their health was so good, they didn't have any restrictions as to the kind of work they could do. I think that tells us a lot about how retirement is changing. When it comes to working during semi-retirement, moving to a part-time role is probably the easiest step. Have a conversation with your current employer to gauge their interest in keeping you on staff at reduced hours. And if they say no, put your skills and experience onto the open market.
0: Well, I would think that a lot of uh, businesses and organizations out there are going to be willing to be more flexible in an effort to keep an employee that has significant skills and experience on the payroll.
1: Yep. Well, another way to continue using your experience is to become a consultant. Many companies are constantly on the lookout for someone who can come in on a temporary or part-time basis to help on projects, redesigns, and more. And the best part for you is that you can set your hours and work days if you're interested in consulting work, make sure you don't have any active non-compete contracts with your current or former employers because they can often be a barrier to working as a consultant.
0: Well, yeah, sure. And I think this is probably a good time to remind our listeners that if they are nearing retirement or thinking about uh, when they're going to retire, they need to be working Um, with a financial services professional, especially if they're considering working part-time or as a consultant in retirement, because you need to have a strategy that deals with uh, tax issues, income issues, and, uh, you know, make sure that you have the flexibility so that if you reach a point where you want to fully retire, you're able to do so, right?
1: Yes, sir. That's right. Well, another way to continue working a little in retirement while you're calling your own shots is to start a small business. Don't disregard the idea that you might be able to take a passion or hobby and turn it into a money maker. Whether it's something like giving golf or scuba diving lessons or putting your carpentry skills to work, there's a number of options out there that could keep you engaged while also putting a few bucks in your pocket.
0: Well, and that's hey, we all want to put a few more bucks in our pocket. That's and right. I think, a, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people, you know, for a lot of folks, the goal of working part-time in retirement is more about the engagement than it is the money. So if you can utilize a favorite hobby and make money, it's a a win-win and a great solution.
1: Yep. Well, let me make one final point here, Tony. If you're pondering a semi-retirement, make sure you sit down with your financial services professional to adequately address its potential impact on your income taxes. Social Security is another one, and health care plans. Don't want to miss those.
0: Well, yeah, and it, I think as you mentioned, health care, taxes, social security, it all plays into uh, if you're going to try to work in retirement, it can affect those things, so you really need to look at that. Now, let's take a minute to let our listeners know how they can set up that uh, there's a no charge consultation, no obligation with you and talk about these things. Certainly.
1: You can give me a call at 480-284-6393 or contact me via email through my website at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com.
0: That's awesome. Uh, and I think that's a, a really good opportunity for our listeners uh, to get uh, on the path or get a strategy in place for a solid retirement plan. Now, let's keep it rolling here. Um, what's next? What do you have for us next on this topic?
1: Well, in addition to conversations with clients about semi-retirement, I've also spoken to many who take advantage of seasonal employment opportunities. Oh, sure. Working seasonally, it allows you to make some extra money while fully controlling when, how, and where you work. A U.S. News and World Report article, 11 Seasonal Jobs for Retirees, provides a number of useful ideas for seasonal work. The first tip is customer service jobs. During the holidays, for example, many retailers need additional help manning the phones to answer customer service questions and deal with complaints. As the article notes, customer service roles are sometimes remote, which means you may not need to leave the comforts of your own home to do that, do that job.
0: Well, and yeah, hey, that, that's even better, right? I mean, uh, that's nice. And working with customers over the phone. It can be a tough gig for some, but hey, doing it from home probably makes it
1: a lot easier. Yeah, and speaking of retailers during the holidays, many also need temporary workers in the physical store to stock shelves, work cash registers, and help customers find the items they're looking for. Though the pace can be hectic, this kind of job would let you work for several weeks at a good hourly wage, and then once the holidays are over, you can go right back to your slower-paced retirement. Outside of the holidays, resorts also provide ample opportunity for seasonal work. Golf courses, for example, often need extra employees in the summertime to help with maintenance tasks, serve food, or work in the clubhouse store. Additionally, small towns on lakes, which are very popular with tourists, often need extra staff during the summer months.
0: Yeah, that's that's another good point. If you're a retiree who's embraced the RV lifestyle, maybe you want to spend your summers uh, working in a tourist friendly community or at a state park or something like that, and then you can hit the road at your own pace after Labor Day. I think that's a that's a good strategy right there.
1: Definitely. And here in Arizona, um, we don't get a lot of snow, so the winter time, the you know time we're in now. Uh, those resorts are all open and you could uh, look or find work there too. I know I used to work at a resort you know, way back in another lifetime and we always had extra people coming in and helping out during the holidays. So it's a good tip.
0: Yeah, no. that's, that is good. I think that's a great strategy uh, to utilize. And, um, you know, I think uh, package delivery might be another uh good option for
1: people. That's I a mean, great when point. I, Yeah. Yeah, Package delivery is another increasingly popular part-time gig. Whether it's delivering packages for Amazon or groceries through an Instacart, these jobs typically offer flexibility and decent pay while getting you up and out of the house for a few hours.
0: Yeah. And when I think about, I just think about all the deliveries I see every day to houses on our cul-de-sac. Used to be, if you'd see the UPS uh, truck turn into our cul-de-sac, you think, okay, which which one or two of the eight houses are going to get a package today? It was like one, right? <laughs> and then they'd turn around and leave. Now they hit every single house. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people are ordering a lot more packages. And of course, they aren't going to deliver themselves. So that is a good option.
1: Yeah. And whether it's a pair of shoes, a bag of groceries, or Tuesday night dinner, we can get just about anything brought right to our front door. If being outside under the warm sunshine is appealing to you, you might want to consider a few weeks of work in an orchard. When the crop is ripe, orchards are generally in need of several temporary employees, and while the work can be strenuous, you'll be outside getting exercise and engaging with others. As an added bonus, you'll also get to sample what you pick, but don't tell anybody.
0: Well, yeah, there you go. Uh, Don't tell anyone. Uh, But, uh, you know, and earlier I mentioned RVing. You know, people like to travel in the RVs a lot when they retire. And uh, that aligns well with tourist spots uh, and with this, what you're talking about, because there's something appealing about driving to some of those beautiful locations in the country and spend a few weeks picking fruit. Well, if you still... And secretly sampling
1: as well. (laughs) Well, if you still love getting behind the wheel... Working here and there as a driver may be an option for you. You can drive a limo during prom or wedding season or during other popular events. Bear in mind that some states require a chauffeur license or for-hire endorsement for limo drivers. Driving driving a school bus as well may be another behind-the-wheel option. Post-COVID, school districts across the country are facing significant driver shortages and are actively recruiting people. If driving a regular daily route doesn't appeal to you, you may want to explore driving for a special event like a field trip or a sporting event.
0: So I know in some cases, if you drive a group of kids to a field trip or a zoo or a museum, you also get a ticket to go inside. So that's fun as well.
1: Bonus. Yes, sir. That's true. Yep. Here's a potential temporary job I think will appeal to a lot of our listeners, the national parks. As you can imagine, our country's incredible national parks are extremely busy in the summertime. If you have a degree in the sciences, you may be able to get a seasonal job out there in the field at a park. But if you don't have that type of degree, you may be able to still find work in a park hotel, restaurant, or shop.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. That's another great idea. And, and speaking personally, spending the summer maybe working in a national park, regardless of the job, sounds like a blast.
1: Well, many of my older clients love spending time out in the garden, which means working at a nursery may be a terrific part-time job option. Obviously, many nurseries are most in need of temporary workers in the spring and summer. So if you have a green thumb and enjoy working directly with people, you should put this one on the top of your list of possibilities.
0: And it seems like in just about every town, even small ones, they have
1: some kind of nursery that you could work at too, right? Definitely. Long care might be another option for green thumbs. This one is also spring and summer heavy and will get you outside exercising and engaging with other people. Though the work can be hard, the pay is usually pretty competitive, which can certainly help with your retirement budget. Yeah,
0: that's true. And yeah, this is a great topic. I mean, during the show, you've been highlighting some of the ways that we can enjoy a semi retirement instead of a full retirement. And I think this is important because a lot of people, uh, when they hit retirement age, are in, still in good health and have plenty of energy. So maybe they want to slow down a little, but not completely leave the workforce. And I know that's become really popular. So uh, that's good. Now, what do you want to address in our final segment? What do you have for us?
1: Well, I've enjoyed our chat about semi-retirement, Tony, but I want to change things up a bit now and focus on an issue that's a frequent concern for many of my clients, auto insurance. As my clients age and their driving habits change, they often ask me for advice on how to save money on their insurance. Well, a Kiplinger article, Nine Ways Retirees Can Whittle Down Their Car Insurance Costs, has helpful advice. The first thing older folks may want to look for is a mileage-based reduction. If your workday included a long commute, chances are your odometer is turning a lot slower in retirement. Many auto insurance companies offer a discount if your yearly mileage dips below the 7,500-mile range. As a comparison, the average American drives about 12,000 miles a year, according to the article.
0: Yeah, if you don't have to commute to work, they have special rates. I I know my when I was working from home. Uh, and not just, they had a COVID discount for a while, but even even regularly, if you don't drive your car to and from work each day, uh, there is a discount you can get through most companies. So always ask. I think that's uh, really important. And uh, when it comes to auto insurance, obviously don't hesitate to shop around to get the best deal.
1: Definitely. And while many folks tend to be underinsured, some people are in fact overinsured. So if you fall into the latter category, ditching unnecessary insurance is essential. For example, if you own more than one car, you don't need to have coverage for a rental car if one of them ends up in the shop. Furthermore, if your car is old enough that an accident wouldn't probably mean you'd have to replace it, you shouldn't be carrying collision coverage. At the same time, think before you act, because comprehensive coverage also covers things like theft, Vandalism and weather damage.
0: Yeah. And like with anything else, especially with our financial lives, when it comes to auto insurance, definitely take your time, do your homework, and make thoughtful decisions. Maybe even run it by your financial services professional.
1: Exactly, Tony. And speaking of homework, our listeners should also consider bundle policies. If you have auto insurance through one company, homeowners insurance through another and life insurance through still another company you should call each of them to discuss bundling there's a good chance bundling could save you a fair amount of money in fact the article uses state farm as an example and notes that bundling with that company can save as much as seventeen percent but don't think it's just a state farm thing it's very likely your preferred insurance company would be eager to help you come up with a money-saving bundle
0: uh, and uh, you know Bundling also has the advantage of making all the paperwork easier because you're just working with one company rather than two or three.
1: Very true. Next, you should note that safety matters. If you have a couple of black marks on your driving record, you may save anywhere from 10 to 15% by working to improve it. That savings is also often available if you take a defensive driving course or install tracking equipment that alerts your insurance company dangerous driving conditions like excessive speed, cell phone usage, or sudden braking.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people don't realize how much a spotty driving record can really impact their insurance premiums.
1: Definitely. The article explains that. According to Bankrate, the average U.S. car insurance premium is about $1,674. But that premium can jump $355 for a speeding ticket, $731 for an accident, $187 for a lapse in coverage, and about $662 if you're convicted of impaired driving. Again, it pays to drive safely. Another way to potentially save money on auto insurance is to improve your credit. Insurers look at how you manage your credit to gain a sense of how risky you are to insure. The best rates typically go to those with credit scores above 700. So pay those bills on time and make sure you're staying on top of your credit report.
0: Right, yeah, you got to stay on top of it. So what kind of role does the vehicle you drive play in all of this?
1: Well, quite a, quite a lot, actually, Tony. If you're in the market for some new wheels, make sure you first reach out to your insurance agent to see what it would do to your monthly premium. Insurance companies analyze data about every make and model out there, and don't presume that a brand-new car means lower premiums. Because of the increasingly complex computer systems in cars, they can sometimes cost more to insure because of higher repair expenses. Here's another nugget. Windshields are getting more and more expensive because they often mm. must be designed to work in harmony with several different pieces of electronics in the car. Yeah. So make sure you keep full glass coverage.
0: Oh, that's that's a big one. You got to have it. I mean, because one little chip and then it needs replaced because it, it'll grow over time. <laughs> so. Yep. That's right. Well, you know what? We're almost out of time. Speaking of time, is there anything you want to add before we have to go today?
1: Always goes by so quickly, Tony. Yeah, yeah. Um Again, if you'd like to have a consultation, no cost, no obligation, you can give me a call at 480-284-6393. Uh, you can also email me at my website, ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. Remember, it's your retirement that you've worked so hard for, and it's our goal to help you prepare for it.
0: All right. That sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Arizona Financial Talk with our host,
1: Aaron Easel. And we'll talk to you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Easel at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799 or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made. As to its accuracy, all ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.